Well, that is, that is very interesting stuff. I have to say, in terms of household chores, um, my partner, Amy, will definitely confirm I don't like any of them, and I don't, I don't do them very often. Do you know the one that I enjoy is washing up? Because I think a bit of music on, doing the washing up, I think is a good chore. I think it's an underrated chore. Have I got anyone agreeing with that, or am I just a strange bloke? Okay. Oh, do you know what? More than I expected. Thank you. I appreciate the support. Um, the reason that I want to talk about household chores is because I'm fascinated by... Uh, did anyone as a kid, or do any children, have like a gold sticker chart, right? Where if you did your chores or you did things right, you'd get your stickers and then you'd get a reward. Is that something people are familiar with? Yeah, I'm getting a few nods, I'm getting a few nods. See, what I realised recently is that sort of all of life is a set, basically a grandiose gold sticker chart in that the more things you do right, you do it to get the reward, don't you? That's basically what I've realised, which really led me to an existential crisis, if I'm honest. Um, but it's, a, it's an interesting thing, and we are... I, I'm currently, I'm currently house-sitting for Tom and Clarissa, um, and it's quite interesting seeing what young families will have on the kind of notice boards and on the fridge, and there are sticker charts everywhere. Now... I don't know about you, but when I was a kid, I, I was not very good at my sticker charts, and that has led me to being the kind of guy who struggles to do any household chores. So please, just kids, it's worth doing them. Honestly, I promise it's worth doing them. You'll be a competent human being one day. Um, and with this sticker chart thing in mind, I want to read us a parable, which will hopefully appear on the screen. Um, and then somehow, I'm going to link those things together. Um, so I'm going to read a parable from Luke chapter 18, verses 9 to 14. So if you've got a Bible, feel free to open it, um, and the words are on the screen. So Luke 18, 9 to 14. To some who were confident of their own righteousness and looked down on everyone else, Jesus told this parable. Two men went up to the temple to pray, one a Pharisee, and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee stood by himself and prayed, God, I thank you that I am not like other people, robbers, evildoers, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week and give a tenth of all I get. But the tax collector stood at a distance. He would not even look up to heaven, but beat his breast and said, God, have mercy on me, a sinner. I tell you that this man, rather than the other, went home justified before God. For all those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. This is the word of the Lord. So this parable is one of my absolute favourites. And when I had the opportunity to speak this morning, this was the one that I really wanted to share about because it absolutely stirs my soul. And I'll come a bit more later on to why that is. Um, but briefly, I really love the fact that Jesus uses stories so often. And do you know what? Until I was kind of looking back over this, I think in my mind when I thought about the story of the Pharisee and the tax collector, I hadn't really clocked it was, it was a parable almost. I think I just thought it was something that happened. Um, 
But I love that Jesus tells stories. And like all good storytellers, Jesus has got two very extreme characters in this story. So we've got the Pharisee. We've got someone who is really high up the religious pecking order. They're doing loads of things right. Start to see the link between the sticker charts. Um, he's doing loads of things right. He's, doing, he's been seen to do things well. And he's talking about not being like other people who are struggling, other people who are doing stuff wrong. The Pharisee absolutely delights in the stuff he is doing right. And do you know what? Most people would have also thought, do you know what? That Pharisee, really good bloke, really good bloke, because again, he's doing well. And you know, a lot of people would aspire to be like that Pharisee. And yet, at the other extreme, we've got this tax collector. And this tax collector who like most tax collectors at that time, would have just been involved in elements of like, extortion and crime and fraud, basically taking advantage of some of the poorer people in society for his own gain and for the sake of the leaders of the time. And that tax collector would have been absolutely despised by society. So we've got two really extreme characters here that Jesus gives us to contrast together. And they seem very different on the outside. And then we get an indication of what is happening in the hearts of these two characters. So again, the Pharisee, as he prays, he talks about the fact that he's not like the other people. He's not like evildoers and adulterers. He's not like these people who are doing horrible things. So you can, it's just a little indication. We know, don't we, that the tongue speaks what is on the heart. And it's a little indication that actually that Pharisee's heart is in a place of I guess just arrogance and an extreme level of self-confidence and just self-love, I think. Whereas for the tax collector, as the tax collector speaks, he says, he says these simple, simple and beautiful words. God, have mercy on me, a sinner. God, have mercy on me, a sinner. So this tax collector's heart is in a place of awareness that he is a sinner. It is in a place of awareness that he has done things that God doesn't like, a place of awareness that he hasn't done things that God does like. It's an indication of where that tax collector's heart is at. And he asks God to show mercy. And mercy being this thing where it's instead of punishing someone as they deserve, you show mercy by not giving them the punishment. So this tax collector's heart is in a humble place, aware of his sin. And the Pharisee's heart is in a place of absolute confidence in what he is doing. Now, what this presents us with is that absolute glorious truth of the gospel, which is that, yes, most things in life might be like a sticker chart. The more you do well, the better you succeed, you get a better reward. In the gospel, that's just not how it works. In the gospel, first and foremost, the most important thing is that we accept that we are sinful people who in ourselves are not yet worthy of relationship with God. But because of what Jesus has done, those gold stickers are not as important because no matter if our chart is full of them, or if we don't have a single one, it is the mercy of God that welcomes us into relationship with the Father. 
And that is the heart of the gospel. Now, because of that, we hope that our, that our stick charts are going to be full of gold stars, that we're doing so many things well because we know where we stand with God. But first and foremost, there must be this acceptance that we as sinful people, oh, we need only God's mercy and his grace and his forgiveness to experience fullness of relationship with him. And why does it stir my heart? Well, it stirs my heart because the prayer that I pray more than any other is, God, have mercy on me, a sinner. Because no matter how well I might be doing, no matter how much I'm struggling, that is a thing that doesn't change. God still shows mercy. I'm still a sinful person, and there's nothing I can do about that. And yet I can be welcomed into relationship with God because he delights to show mercy to those whom he loves. So I don't know if this morning if you're going to be feeling like someone whose spiritual sticker chart would have gold stars plastered all over it. Or if, like me, when you envisage a spiritual sticker chart, it's probably not got many gold stars on it. Maybe it hasn't for a while But actually, I want to speak truth into that this morning and say that as much as it is good to have those gold stars, first and foremost, we must come to God, acknowledge our sinfulness and delight in the mercy and grace that he loves to show us. So, Lord, I thank you that you are a God of abundant mercy. A God whose mercies are new every single morning. And Lord, I pray for those of us who feel like our spiritual sticker charts do not have gold stars on. And Lord, I pray that you will help us to know, to understand, and to believe that your mercy is ready and available for us. So Lord, lead us into deeper relationship with you and help us to delight in your grace, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen.